Welcome to the Few Podcast. Now here are your hosts, Richie, Darren, and Mark. Hey, you know that check I was talking about getting you? I'll get it like sometime in 2019. <laughs> We're trying to help you grow those oranges, man. <laughs> and then they get angry or excited. Doesn't really matter which one, right? And and then they move on to a picture of their friend from high school just had another baby, right? All right, welcome back to the Few Podcast. My name is Darren. I'm here with Mark and Richie. And uh, what do you think the biggest story of the week is, Mark? Well, I th- I really do think that it's interesting to me that after the election is won and and it's now uh, a danger to the to America to talk about um, any of the irregularities in the voting, that the first act of the new Congress. Um, after the uh, after the articles of impeachment, the first thing that bill that they're trying to ram through is to make everything of the irregularities legal in in upcoming elections. Um, so they they just submitted this bill HR one, and in that bill um, is basically a, a wish list for Democrats to control every single election going forward. Um, the first thing was they wanted D.C. to be a state, Washington, D.C. to be a state, which is so wrong on so many levels because now you're giving the nation's capital uh, too much power. Not only are they a state and the head of the federal government, um, basically you're taking, you're taking a, a, an area, a small area, uh, and you're giving them an electoral vote or three electoral votes um, and two senators that will probably always swing Democrat because of the fact that uh, D.C. is built on big government money. And so 90% of all the people who live in D.C. are are people who want to see the government grow bigger and bigger and bigger, um, which is the Democratic platform. Um, and then they want to push through Everything that Republicans have said went wrong with this last election. They want to expand mail-in voting. They want to make it illegal to verify signatures on mail-in voting. They want to make it illegal to purge uh, uh, voter registries. They want to make it illegal uh, for for you to verify anybody with that comes to vote. Whether they come into the voting, you're not you're not allowed to verify them anymore. They can just come in and say, "I'm Joe Blow," and all right, here's your ballot. Um, and and this is at a federal level. These are things that have have plagued California forever and have caused problems with voting in California. And it's basically going to make it legal across the United States. Um, I don't, I don't know how. Well, I mean, just talking about all of this stuff that they're going to try to add in, I don't know how they do it because it's a state thing. It's not a federal thing. I don't know how you mandate mail-in voting when you can't. Because this is going to say that any federal election, you have to follow these rules because they're saying that they're saying that people coming in and picking apart these different states laws is is undermining confidence uh for 
voters in our elections and so that we need to standardize all voting in federal elections going forward, that every state will have to follow these rules. That is what HR1 is all about. Yeah. And, and mm. the last thing is uh, harvesting mail-in ballots. They are going to make it legal to harvest mail-in ballots. So somebody can go out and collect 10,000 ballots for, for a candidate, drop it off at a, at a drop box that's not monitored or there's no way for you to track how those ballots got there, where they're from, who they're from, um, uh, and, and then, and then the, that mail-in ballot's um, uh, going to go towards, obviously, the Democrats like it did this time around, too, because they have a better ground game and more money to go out there and, and have people grab these ballots from people and allegedly fill them out uh, for the Democratic Party um, if, if they're not filled out already. So goodbye, fair elections. Goodbye, any hope of, of voting Democrats out of power after this goes through, because they have the they have the uh, they have the House of Representatives, they have the Senate, and they have the presidency. They're they're going to ram this through, uh, and you're going to see a blue wave in two years. Yeah, just looking through it, they got same day registration in there, so they'll. Uh bill requires same day registration which is one of the biggest problems it's like because you can just go i mean if you don't have to have anything you can just go and register as much as you want i gotta do is yeah. have a bill with your name on it yeah yeah and then they're requiring automatic registration of people so i don't know what they would use for that but probably anybody who gets a driver's license is probably automatically registered you go you know go get welfare you're probably automatically registered any any interaction with government i'm guessing and then you'll get sent out a ballot and that is one of the one of the irregularities that people looked at this time around is mail and ballots were were grabbed um out of people's mailboxes and just filled out for whatever political candidate that they wanted and sent in and so somebody who didn't go out and vote maybe did vote and and it put down that they voted. Um, you know, a great example of this was Stephen Crowder uh, found out that he voted absentee ballot in Michigan, even though he voted in person in Texas. And and he didn't he didn't do an absentee ballot in Michigan, and hadn't lived there for however long. Yeah, but they didn't take him out of the voter rolls because you can't clean the voter rolls. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, so this is, and, and, and here's what's funny, right? Darren, Rich, you guys look at the news every single day. Have you heard anything about this? I, uh, the only thing I heard about was the DC statehood stuff, but that, that's not in here. That must be in a different bill. Oh, uh, it, it, it's in there because they're, they're touting it. They're, they're, um, uh, I've, I've, I've looked at several, uh, democratic representatives, uh, who are, who are pushing for this bill and reading between the bullshit lines of, Oh, well, this will restore faith in our democracy and this will assure that every voice matters. Um, no, it's going to be the absolute opposite effect. And, 
everyone is keeping hush about it. Nobody is talking about this. Yeah. It's it's really scary. Well, I mean, maybe it'll speed the uh, the civil war up, and we won't have to deal with it anymore. <clears throat> not a call to action. Yeah, it's not. I mean, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. Well, I'm, I don't. I won't participate. I don't think it'll be. I honestly think if we have a civil war, it won't be a war. It'll just be a split. I don't think that Democrat states care about Republican states, and Republican states don't care about Democrat states. So why would they even care if they split up? <clears throat> I think the federal government will care. I think that the it will no. become. I don't think they will. It'll just it'll it'll just be a piece of paper and it'll it'll be over. Sorry, Rich. What were you gonna say? Well, I was gonna say that um, AOC. I don't know if it was today or yesterday. It tweeted that um, they're trying to stop deportations, but ICE keeps pushing them and basically Candace Owens brought it to everyone's attention and said you know this is basically a, a call for uh, insurrection or, or insurrection, insurrection. <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're breaking down you our know, borders yeah so she was saying that you know um, AOC was calling for uh People have basically stormed ice um, offices. Oh, you know. There you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know why that. I don't know why I thought of that all of a sudden, but well, because that's that's the other thing with this bill is if 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 you import, you know, three million people into the country you know one percent of of the country um population just all of a sudden you get three million more um uh thrown in there and and uh you know i mean you're 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 pushing for for democrats to get that vote well what would be funny is if those three million people came from like venezuela and cuba and then went well wait this is socialism (laughs) yeah (laughs) Let's vote the opposite. <laughs> yeah. yeah, then, well, then the Democrats just signed a bill that said, you know, if you come from those countries, you got to pass the test. Everything, all of a sudden, it would be a bigger deal. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's crazy to me that, yeah, but Biden's first few days in office and, his first thing is let's stop deportations. Let's stop uh, our independence on on energy. Um, let's kill sixty five thousand jobs. Um, yeah. What's the best is seeing all the liberals on Twitter and stuff when they complain. Oh, I, I my husband works for the Keystone XL pipeline and was going to work on building the pipeline, but. Uh, you know, now that Biden's in, he shut down the pipeline. Why didn't anybody tell me this was going to happen? <laughs> like, are, are you dumb? Well, I mean, we need to move past fossil fuels and get back onto renewable energy because that's like a light switch. You know, you just flip it on and we'll have everyone will have solar panels in their house and we'll all have a windmill in the front yard and 
We, I mean, <clears throat> well, well, electric. you guys don't have electric cars yet. <laughs> no, we're sorry, we're poor. <laughs> well, yeah, we can't just well, go out and. Oh, go. Well, the best the best part is is like you know they said they said before the election that oh we're not going to ban fracking, day you know and then there's tweets about them saying oh Joe Biden's not going to ban fracking that's a lie and then he's telling that to everybody in Pennsylvania who it's such a big fracking state, and then the day then day one he signs an executive order to do what ban fracking. Yeah, we're, no, I didn't say that we're going to phase it out on on day one. But <laughs> well, it just means I th- I don't know if they can stop it like day one, but all but what they can do is they can stop it from they can stop fracking from happening in the future. So any yeah. federal permit that hasn't draw, drilled the well yet can no longer use fracking to get the oil. No, I know. Well, and isn't fracking uh, also about like natural gas? Don't they don't they capture a lot of natural gas that way? No, it's just drilling the well. So they just rather than rather than drill it, they use super high pressure water to uh, to get through the rocks and stuff. Hmm. So they hydraulically fracture the ground. But back back to Rich's point, if if you want to draw a comparison of what Biden's doing right now, that's you have a gas burning furnace in your house. Winter is coming. And you decide I want to be clean. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have electric heat, right? And so you rip out your furnace, and then you find out that there is no such thing as as uh, viable electric heat in your area. And so now you're just stuck. You have no heat for winter, because that's what's gonna to happen to America. We're gonna stop our independence on fossil fuels, and we're not gonna have anything to replace it. And we're all gonna die of of uh, no energy, no heat. Well, I mean, just think at um, when we worked at McDonald's, everything there ran off natural gas. Mm-hmm. You know, the both grills, all uh, seven fryers were all natural gas powered. So you're gonna replace every McDonald's restaurant. Every Burger King, because they have natural gas too. Every Hardee's, every Taco John's, you know, every every restaurant in the world is gonna have to switch to an electric stove. <clears throat> yeah, good luck with that. Every you gas know. station, every, you know, every gas-powered mm-hmm. car out there. Every, you know, I mean, and and to an, uh, and and to uh, technology that is not proven sustainable yet. I mean, if you want to, if you want any proof of that, go look at California and they're rolling blackouts in there because they, this is exactly what California has been doing for years. And, and now they can't keep their lights on to all their people all the time. It, it's constantly rolling out brownouts, blackouts, asking people to conserve energy because, because their grid can't handle it. Um, and, and, Joe Biden wants to take that model and say, all right, well, let's just expand it out to the entire uh, country now. Well, what's funny is, is in Arizona, the, uh, in the winter, they actually, their meters run, well, their meters run forward, but they actually sometimes get paid to use electricity because California has so much solar 
that they have to use it. Like you can't just turn it off. So basically they, they shut down all of the, all of the plants besides like the, the Hooper dam or whatever. They shut down all the plants and then they, and then they just, they run off of California's electricity and get paid to use it. Basically. It's not like, it's not like it's just one problem. It's, you know, there's several, like you can't just, you, you can't, you can't just not. Yeah. You, well, you, yeah, you can't just not use electricity. Like it, it, it doesn't, the solar panels create the electricity and you got to use it. It's got to go somewhere. Yep. And then, and then when all of a sudden demand is, is high or low or it's a, or it's a cloudy day and, and the demand is still steady for, for the same amount of electricity and it can't produce it. Then you get these rolling blackouts. So yeah, well, it's usually in the summer when it gets, when they hit heat waves, that's when the rolling blackouts happen. Yeah. And then, you know, what you need to do, though, for the for the solar, though, is is I think Maxine Waters came up with this is what they should do is get those plastic things. You stick them in the sockets. That way it prevents the electricity from escaping out the wall socket. That's a great idea. Yeah. Or, or couldn't, couldn't you put like a big plastic bag around each outlet and it'll catch it, catch it. Yeah. And then you can pour it. You can what you can do is you take to your panel and you pour it back in. Are, yeah. are you kidding me? Did she actually say that? No, but it sounds like something she'd say. Oh, well, yeah. I was like... I well, was she like, might have. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> she's, she's right up there with... Uh, who's the guy that thought the island was going to tip over because of military people? Uh, I don't remember, but I know I remember Don Lemon. He said, uh, he said live, on t- live on CNN one day that that Malaysian jet, mm-hmm. he was wondering if it, if it got eaten by a black hole. Oh just God. just a mini black hole in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> Seems legit. <laughs> and the, well, you know, <laughs> oh, go ahead. The scientist down there was like, "No, that's not possible. Because if that <laughs> happened, it would have eaten the Earth." Wow. Yeah. I don't well, remember. Maybe they started up that that um, particle um, collider oh. there. Where was that in uh, England? Maybe yeah, the large heel drawn collider or whatever. Yeah. No, I, I remember I remember hearing about that guy saying that they needed to move it. They couldn't put everybody on one side of the island because it would tip over. I Democratic, remember hearing about that. Democratic yeah. re- representative Hank Johnson yeah. is worried about Guam tipping over due to military buildup. Oh my gosh. You know it's an interesting thing about Guam? Yeah, um, this is totally off topic, but so we were watching this Christmas movie, and it was in Guam. Like, geez, it, that looks like a nice place to go. So I researched it. So when you leave Guam, you leave Saturday, and you land in Hawaii on Friday. Well, yeah, because oh. Hawaii is a day behind. The Dateline must be right, right there. Yeah, yeah. Guam switches first. And then Hawaii switches last. So you actually land a day before you take off. But when you leave Hawaii and go to Guam, you you, you get there a day later. Right, yeah. But it's just crazy to think, you know. Yeah. Even though it makes sense, but it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> arbitrary of like, this is the beginning of the day and this is the end of the day. Like, who made that up? Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Um, All right. But back to the back to the power thing. I did see something that was kind of an, an, a neat idea for the when you get excess power. They were okay. talking about they would basically put a ice machine in your air conditioner and it would make ice all day long while you're gone and there's excess electricity come home it was the ice to cool your house down <laughs> which well, you, i mean it's nah. it, i mean it's any fish it's any efficient but it's the, an idea to get around you know the power being excess when you're not home why wouldn't you just super cool your house then Oh yeah, but you don't want to come into a house that's fifty degrees. Yeah. Or just pump it to the outside. To cool off the outside. <laughs> well, <laughs> global warming. Yeah. <laughs> no, the I don't think that would. I don't know if I would want that because because the ice cubes they would uh, they would make the house all damp. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you'd have to run a humidifier or something too. But it would make but, more sense. What would make more sense is if they had like a like a water tower or something, and then they just used all the electric ex, excess electricity to pump the water up a hill, and then they would just when they needed the electricity they would just reverse it and then just run a generator or something. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea too. Yeah, I mean well, that would make a lot more sense. But I have seen that, Rich, though, where they talk about if you're. It, you know, if you can't afford an air conditioner, uh, take water bottles, freeze them, tie them to the back of a fan, and then that oh, fan blows. Yeah. yeah. It's a swamp yeah, cooler. Or, or do the... Uh, well, that's the what it's bucket. called, a swamp cooler. Oh. It runs... Or you do it with a bucket, too. Yeah, it just yeah. you just run cold water through, basically, a window fan, and then it just cools the house that way. Oof. It's a swamp cooler. Or you can be like my old neighbor and open up all the windows um, in in his apartment and then run his air conditioner on full blast and complain to me that his air conditioner doesn't work because it's not cooling down the house at all. Well, why don't you shut up in the middle of the night? <laughs> what? Why do I shut up in the middle of the night? Yeah. It's the same guy? No, 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 no. This is... This was... Uh... Um, oh, before that place, <laughs> Rich oh. knows what we're talking about now. Before the Iraqi called you in every day for being too loud. <laughs> yes, this is the neighbor yeah, that cried that. when I left. <laughs> oh, oh, him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why can't yeah. you just leave? <laughs> yeah. No joke. Yeah, but yeah. Anyway, some people just don't get hell. How how those things are supposed to work. My yeah. point. <laughs> so what do you guys think about the old impeachment that's gonna happen? Well maybe. I don't know if they'll actually do it. I'm still I still don't think that they'll do it. But I'm excited. I can't <laughs> wait to get President Carter, Obama, and Clinton up there too. And we're gonna impeach all of them. Yeah. For anything that they've done. Uh, for while they were in office, now that they're not in office anymore, you know, we can go back and look at those past crimes. Yeah, I don't even know. I mean, thinking about that though, that's not the same Senate that would have been in office when Trump was in office. So, how do you, I mean, wouldn't that be against the rules to have somebody else preside over it? Well, Cause you, yeah, because you could, should have, have to, 
because you could conceivably just like if it's eight years down the road, you could just conceivably impeach somebody because you don't want them to run for office. Yeah. You know what well, I mean? Yeah, well, we just found out about Spygate, right, on uh, on Operation Crossfire because we found out that Obama was was wiretapping uh, President Trump's, uh, well, then uh, candidate Trump's uh, presidential bid, right? So mm-hmm. let's pull him up. Let's, let's get the articles of impeachment out. And, you know, he... He uh, did something wrong. Let's let's pull him back up now. Yeah, I that's mean, well, we do, right? Well, all the, the stuff that Obama did, you know, that's just kind of untoward. That what that if Trump had done would have just been, it would have been instant off with your head. I mean, like, like take using the IRS to go after conservative groups. I mean, that's just insane. I mean, that's mm-hmm. he should have been impeached for that in a second. Well, the, well, that's abuse of power. Let's pull it up. Let's get the articles of impeachment going. And then spying on the Trump campaign. You know? Yeah. Well, you know what? We could do two. We could do the uh, um, using the IRS for own political gain. That's uh, that's uh, um, abuse of power. Uh, and then spying on an American citizen or, or a political rival. Isn't that the same thing that they did, uh, that Nixon did? Uh, they impeached him. What was that for? Same thing. Oh yeah, so well, well they didn't. They didn't impeach Nixon. He resigned before they impeached him. But yeah, yeah. So let's get it out of the way. Let's do it. Let's um. Let's just start pulling up everything since yeah, it's I, legal now, right? Well, it's it's well the the thing of it is is they instead of so John Roberts doesn't want anything to do with it. So he just basically said, "Yeah, I'm not going to do it." <laughs> so it it literally says in there that if it's the Senate shall have the sole power to try impeachments when the city, when sitting for that purpose, they shall, they shall be there. They shall be on oath of affirmation, whatever that means. When the president of the United States is tried, the chief justice shall preside and no one shall be convicted without the concurrence of two thirds of the members present. It says the chief justice shall preside. It doesn't say the chief justice shall preside unless he doesn't want to mm-hmm. unless he's got a date that day or something no it says he has to so what do they do oh we're just gonna we're just gonna get we're just gonna not have him preside what we'll do is we'll just take like the number two democrat and we'll just have him him preside i'm sure that'll be fair <laughs> oh you want to bring up the election so you're 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 basically impeaching him because he said that the election wasn't fair you want to bring up the reasons why the election wasn't fair. Oh, no, we're just going to... No, you can't bring that up. That doesn't have anything to do with this. I mean, like, that's what's going to happen. They're going to bring up They're going to bring up all the irregularities, and then they're just going to say, nope, can't do that, because that's not what we're here about. We're here about what Trump said, which was, yeah. you know... And they can't do it based upon what he said at that speech, because, as we all know, he didn't say anything bad at the speech. And not only that, but the speech wasn't even, I mean, you would have had to have left before the speech started to ride at the Capitol. So, I don't know. It's just, well, obviously facts don't matter anymore, so they probably won't care about that or the news news won't report that. But I was watching, I was watching the evening news yesterday. Well, I wasn't watching it. I was just flipping around in like the beginning. Well, I was watching the local news and then the beginning of the evening news came up. And they're still they're still talking about this. They're still literally talking about this every day. This is like the number two story was 
the Capitol. Like, really? You don't have anything better to talk about? Well, it's because Biden's doing such a terrible job already that we have to divert the attention and his 19 executive orders that he's already... 37. You know. Oh, it's 37? Holy 37. cow, I'm way behind. And what yeah. was it? Obama did like eight and Trump Bush did, did zero. Trump did four. Yeah. Within well, the know, same just, time he's frame? Just, he's just trying to, yeah, you know, the first couple of days. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just trying to clean up uh, Trump's mess. That's what that's what everyone's favorite line. Is. <clears throat> I like the coronavirus one. Coronavirus, go away faster. I, I like it when somebody asked him what his plan was and he said, well, I mean, this is changing situation, you know, and we have to adapt to it as it comes and and we can't come up with a concrete plan because things might change the next day. So what plan are you using? Oh, whatever Trump was doing. Did, didn't you run on I'm going to have a plan and I'm going to stop this because we're going to use science to, 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 to overcome this? Isn't that what you said? Like thousand times every five minutes uh of how you were going to have a plan and your plan is to basically just do what trump was doing speaking of yeah. dick faces well, oh, okay. yeah, ahead, well, i was just going to say his one plan was 100 million vaccines in his hundred his first hundred days yeah and trump was would, well trump's plan was one million actually, vaccines a day vaccines a day yeah <laughs> but it's it's actually ahead of schedule like yeah. Trump's averages were ahead of schedule of what um, Biden wanted. <laughs> well, I so and to scale it back. And then they're touting, yeah. and then they're touting that that Pfizer and Moderna are actually going to produce two hundred million more vaccines than they what they said they were going to. And that's so Biden took office seven days ago, so so they somehow managed to do that in seven days. Yeah, yeah, technology is. Changing fast, Darren. Keep up with the times, all right? <laughs> Spe- speaking of dick faces, and I'm, I'm talking about you, Tony Fauci. So did you know that he's yeah. the highest paid government official? Yeah, like, I, thought that, make four, four, yeah. I thought it was 458, I thought I saw, but um, oh. yeah, I've seen that. Oh, either way, way too much. For and, Trump was, really doesn't and Trump was the lowest paid? <laughs> Yeah, because he and gave his salary. Yeah, he gave his salary away. But, yeah, but the, and then but he was story. rich enough to do that. You know, he needed. He ran for office for the money. Yeah, and then he and then now there's a story about Fauci says that it's it's probably better if we double mask ourselves. Yeah. So yeah. then uh, next thing you know, the mad the mask mandate is going to be you got to wear two masks. One on Let's... one on the stunning and one on the brave. Yeah. And don't forget about the diaper idea. I, I want to take credit for that when that comes out. All right. That... <laughs> I I came up with that on my own. Is that the mm-hmm. is that the protect against the Chinese coronavirus test? Well, that and you know that your butt's got to be sucking up some of that Rona. <laughs> Somebody uh... uses. Bathroom at the public restroom, and then you go and use that bathroom, and that toilet water is just, you know, venting up into your ass, you know. Yeah. Well, you know what I, I found funny today, I, and I thought about this a couple of weeks ago, but you know, I'm working out at the Y, and we're all wearing our masks, 
And then we all walk over to the same drinking fountain, take our mask down, take a drink, put the mask back up. <laughs> aren't, drink. aren't drinking fountains like the public drinking fountains like the dirtiest thing, you know, that you can basically use? Well, especially uh, where we live, because we put our whole mouths around the, the fountain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <clears throat> so do they like do do they like when they're playing basketball down there? Is it just like twelve guys in masks? Yeah. Yeah, they're wearing masks, and half of them have it, you know, around their neck because they're not not around their mouth. Well, I want to be skins for masks. Yeah. Well, I think I just think it's funny when they're social distancing and trying to guard each other. <laughs> six feet, six feet back. <laughs> No, I, I just, I don't get it. It, the whole double mass thing, and they're and they're sitting there saying, well, the, well, of course, it makes common sense. Well, if it was common sense, why didn't you say that before? Well, it was before originally. It was common sense not to wear them. Yeah, yeah. And then it was that we have to wear it, and now it's well, it just makes common sense that if one mass does pretty good, you can do two mass. So you just pulling this out of your ass as you go. This what our four hundred thousand dollars a year is paying for? Is you just sitting there at home going, "What do What do you think I could make them do next?" But the uh, the Chinese or the the Japanese way of you know before all this all this happened was the best. It's just like the people who are sick wear the masks. So if you got a cough or you're sick and you need to go somewhere, you wear you wear a mask so it tells everybody else to stay away from me. And it and it prevents the the cough from getting out, but it's a lot better because people know not to go near you, and it helps the spread. You know, it helps so that people stay away. Mm-hmm. But now everybody's got a mask on, so nobody knows who's sick. So you just kind of go about your business. You you, you just do what you're going to do, but that doesn't help because the particles. It's like it's like you know throwing a baseball through a garage door. Mm-hmm. It's not going to stop it. But nobody cares about that. It's it may, If it makes you feel so good, then is, it, you know, it's is a that a double wide? Is that a double wide garage door? Like a, you know, what you'd see on a normal house nowadays? I think and, it's am I, and am I probably, throwing the baseball? Because that's pretty accurate then. Yeah. The, well, uh, because I'm thinking, I'm thinking if it's a double, you know, a double garage door, well, once we put two masks on, it'll only be like a single door. You know, just like a... <laughs> An eight footer or whatever they're called. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so. it. It doesn't masks don't work. I mean, and some <laughs> some of them, and some of them don't. Some of them are are worse for you. I mean, well, I mean, masks they give you some protection, right? It slows it. It slows it down slightly, but for the most part, the the thing the thing that people don't realize is it's just exposure. So even if you got a mask on, it's you're next to somebody who's got the who's got COVID nineteen for an extended period of time. That's how you get it. It doesn't have anything to do with the masks, really. It's just you got to be near somebody and get enough of the virus to get sick. So like when you're in Walmart, it doesn't even make sense to wear a mask. Because even if somebody coughs near you, you're probably not going to get enough of the virus and it's going to spread out and it's just going to die. That's why people, that's what they started to figure out is like you don't get it at stores. You just don't. And you don't, you don't get it outside because 
one, you're not you're not close enough to people for for an extended period of time. Two, two, it just disperses right away when somebody coughs. The places where you get it is in your own house, at your office, you know, places where you can cough and touch something, or you know, where and then you and then you touch that door handle, and then you get that entire viral load, and you then you touch your mouth or whatever your eye. So what but, about orgies? Do you get a lot from orgies? Because I know the Pennsylvania uh, health health department director, uh, uh, she put some edicts about that. I mean, they must have some science about that. Well, it it depends on the exposure length, so you're safe. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you would think that's a shot, but... <laughs> I'm happy. No, no. Uh, I'm just kidding. Obviously. All right. Well, so I guess the office is racist now again, even more. Well, yeah, I just saw this article about um, that actress saying that you know it, it makes fun of the stereotypes of Asians because when they go to the restaurant and. The waitresses are waiting on them, and then they leave. The two girls that go with them back to the office are, are was not the same that were was for them, and they were all Asian. So, oh, that's the reason. It was. I thought that they yeah. had uniforms on. They have uniforms, and then at one point, Steve Carell's character is so drunk that he has to mark one of them to remember which one is his girlfriend. <laughs> right. Yeah, I remember that. That's hilarious. It, it It's yeah, a that's classic so episode. It is. It's hilarious, especially with, you know, Dwight gets... <laughs> Dwight sitting on the other end of the table and <laughs> talking about butchering a goose. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just so dumb. Well, there's one episode where I think it's a Halloween episode or something where Dwight does blackface, and oh. they they got they they took that one down to the yeah. I think he was like doing some sort of like evil spirit or something that his ancestors were afraid of, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like the the German thing. I don't know. Yeah, is that the yeah. German um, Christmas? No, that it's not. It's kind of like that, but it's not the same thing. It was made up. Hmm. Yeah, it was a. I think it was a cold open that they got rid of. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't really have much to do with the episode. It was just kind of an aside, but it's pretty funny too. At the same yeah. time, all that stuff was that Dwight did was funny. Well, I mean, well, I think the... that... go, ahead. go No, you know, well, you when when um. Phyllis wants to be Santa Claus. So finally she winds her way enough and she gets it. And then uh, Michael calls her Tranny Claus. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> they cut that too? I don't think they cut that yet, but it's it's got to be on the burner here pretty soon, doesn't it? Well, yeah. She, she could be the uh, Pennsylvania <laughs> Department of Health official. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I mean, like, that's the problem with this is, is like when you when you try to judge these things on today's standards, um, you know, I mean, it was and, and also, I mean, isn't aren't they making fun of the fact that that 
you know, like if you go back to the Benihana Christmas episode, right? They're making fun of the fact that Steve Carell um, didn't know this girl and he's saying that he's in love with this girl and wanting to take her to Jamaica with him uh, when obviously he doesn't even know her well enough to, to know whether it's his friend or her friend or her, you know? And I, and I get that, you know, they're saying the trope of, you know, the all Asians look alike, you know? Um, you know, it, it, that's, that's what, why it's funny. <laughs> but there, it's funny that it's funny that Steve Carell's character uh, is is you know um, is is making is it is saying that he's in love with her and he can't even recognize her and that Jim calls him out on it. That's what's funny. It, it's right. not. It's not like oh uh, look at how they're making fun of these these two actors, uh, and they even do it to, uh, later in a later episode. They make the joke about how Josh, uh, uh, oh god, what's his name? Josh the good, um, not Josh Newell, but um, yeah, I can't think of his name right now. Um, uh, Timothy Oliphant. Oh, yeah, yeah. Timothy Oliphant. looks like Josh Dumel. Yeah, yeah. So, so are they going to go back and say, "Well, that's racist that that Kelly thinks that all white guys look alike"? No, yeah. it, I mean that's just a common like they get mixed up all the time. Like that's yeah. Well, even on I was thinking about um, Starsky and Hutch the movie. Remember that mm-hmm. where they get what's his name Chong or whatever and. They bring him back and have and have him uh, interrogated or whatever, and he's like, "I don't know. He was a whitey. All you guys look alike." And then <laughs> Owen Wilson's like, "Oh, really? That's funny because we think all you Asians look alike." You know, it's yeah. just a funny joke. Yeah, yeah. You know. Well, I, I mean, and a lot of a lot of it is Jim ma- making fun of Dwight. I mean, you could kind of say that Dwight may have some mental issues. So Jim's making fun of Dwight constantly. Wouldn't that be a bad thing too? And yeah. that's bas- that's basically the whole show. Well, the love story between Jim and Dwight is the arc of the entire show. Between Jim and Dwight, yeah, the bromance that ends up happening—you know, from the first season where they hate each other to the last season, the last episode where where Dwight's willing to fire Jim to make sure that he gets the severance so he can go and live his dream. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, that's true. Yeah. That, I mean, but you don't get there unless you have those jokes where he's making fun of Dwight and then Dwight, you know, show the human sides every now and then, like when Angela starts dating Andy and, and Jim comes down to a, a crying Dwight and saying that, like, when Pam... Uh, was getting married to Roy. It was the most painful thing in the world to him. You know, like you don't you don't get there unless you have those jokes. Unless you show that uh, that character progression. The woke people now just want to have everyone get along all the time and have no differences and and don't call out the differences or the or the character progression for everyone. Everyone just needs to be woke right from the beginning and, and all love each other. And that's a horrible story. Well, yeah. And then you can't, you know, you can't 
um, be, you can't, you can't call stuff out. There's no more shaming. Like you can't, nothing is bad anymore. Only, only the only bad stuff is stuff they don't agree with. So you can go ahead and be a prostitute all day long because that's empowering. Yeah. But, but if you have, but if you have a kid and have an abortion or, you know, if you get pregnant and you have an abortion, that's, I mean, you, I don't know. It's, it's the whole world's turned upside down. Yeah. Well, I mean, people, the the left have effectively made it to where the world is a, is now a cult in their liking because they have effectively figured out a way how to shame people into believing what they believe, you know? Uh do hard work. Well, that's racist now. If you're if you're telling somebody just to work hard and they'll make it, that's your European colonialism uh, uh, trying to trying to uh, destroy their their perspective because they can't work hard because of this that. Um, and now, you know, we've always seen it in the education, and now they're trying to ram it down uh, through laws in education, like. Uh, you know, in Minnesota, they just did this due north stuff where it's where it's solely focused on um, leveling out the playing field, um, and it's based off of race. Um, and and if you don't agree with this, well, then you're racist. Well, there aren't any there aren't any um, non-white people in Southwest Minnesota. They don't exist. Well, it isn't. Even, it's it's all of Minnesota. They're saying that all across Minnesota, um, uh, people are disadvantaged. But then, if you go out into the rural areas like Southwest Minnesota, you're disadvantaged because you're just a rural hick and don't know any better. Yeah, there's there's too big a gaps out here with the rocks and cows to understand well, we the gap. We don't have those the problems that they have in the bigger cities, so. We're just intelligent enough to fix them because we're smart enough not to have them in the first place. Is that kind of how it goes? Or, well, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I mean, it's 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 the lie that we've been told. Like I said, what was it last podcast or two podcasts ago? Where I've been told that same lie, and I'm and I'm sure that you guys have heard it too. Of, um, you know, oh. You know, you guys don't get the education because you're in rural America. You don't get the experiences that we get in the bigger cities, and you don't get the education because we have the best teachers because we live in a in in the big city. And you guys are just you know country bumpkins that don't know any better. Um, you don't you don't get the good education, and and it's like I don't know, but life experience has taught me I can kind of pick out the the city kid because they don't seem to have a lot of common sense. Um, and, and they don't understand how the real world works. And then they're almost shocked when, when, you know, they, they get passed over by the country bumpkin who does have a good grasp of common sense and, and thinking for themselves. Yeah. I think about Mm -hmm. the only thing, the only thing that country people don't really know is how to avoid getting mugged in a big city that's about it that's about the only thing they haven't learned yet or the best place to get the best new york pizza yeah who cares yeah that's All what right. so, so i think think kind of the the best story 
I know I've been sending you guys, but I, I think you, it seems like maybe your eyes have glossed over my GameStop story. Oh, have you, have yeah, you read, I mean, it, read anything about that? I didn't read about it too much. It's kind of all over the place, though. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 the, it's probably the most comical thing I think I've ever seen. So basically, you know, they got these, they got these big hedge funds. They got like billions of dollars to, to spend. And what, what they like to do is they like to short stocks. So what they'll, what they'll do is they'll find a company. I don't know. Let me, let me pull one out of my hat. GameStop. <laughs> who like GameStop is dying. I mean, it's just not a very good company because consoles are going to digital. You know, people aren't trading their games in anymore. You know, the new ones still have game, still have, you know, slots on them for CDs or DVDs or whatever. But the, but most people are just downloading the games because they don't, you don't need to buy them anymore. And what's the point of going into a store and buying them? So basically GameStop's just kind of like you can trade a game in, but you really can't do it after you, if you bought it digitally and stuff like that. So their model's kind of dying. Well what, ended up, well, what ended up happening was a hedge fund, just basically, or a bunch of hedge funds, like with a lot of money, they they uh, they started shorting the stock, trying to drive it down. So, and a short is basically you borrow a share, you borrow shares of of a stock. So, if you buy a, if you buy a stock on on like Fidelity or whatever company, they basically you own the stock. But how they make money is they will lend that stock to another person, and then they can sell it. So they short it. So basically, you don't you don't know this is happening, but they do it. So they will lend that stock off to somebody. They sell it, and then, and then they have to pay interest to Fed, Fidelity for that for the amount of time that they have the stock missing. And then, then at, at a later date, hopefully when it's went down, they'll buy it back and then return it. So basically, if the stock is at ten when they short it, and then they they buy it, and then it goes down to five, they buy it back and then they return it. So they make five bucks, right? Right. Well, a bunch of people on Reddit decided, you know what? Fuck these guys. These guys are assholes. What we're going to do is we're going to find the most heavily shorted stock, which happens to be GameStop. And it's literally 140% of shares. Like somehow they were able to short 140% of the outstanding shares, which should be technically impossible because you can't borrow 140% of something. And then they're just like, okay, we're just going to all coordinate it. We're just going to go ahead and buy this thing. So when they're buying, when you, when you buy it, you basically have to pay what somebody's asking for the stock. So it just keeps going up and up and up and up and up because people aren't going to sell it for less, less than they're willing to. So it just keeps going up. So it was at like $5 in October. Today it closed at like 350, 350 bucks. <laughs> So th- so this this stock's probably worth five five dollars. Uh, it's probably worth maybe twenty bucks. I don't know. It's I don't know if it's worth five, but it's probably worth like twenty dollars a share. So they drove the stock up. And what what the problem is is when these people take these short positions, they have to pay interest on the stock. And you know when when it's a heavily shorted stock, the more shares that are shorted, the higher the interest rate is. So. If you were to short a stock that's 140%, which is theoretically impossible, it's hard to find shares. So it costs more money to short it. Not only that, but you pay interest based upon the price of the stock. So when you're paying, you know, when you're shorting a stock at 
20 or you know you're paying interest on 20 bucks not 350 dollars and not only that but i mean a lot of them will buy it on margin which means basically they're borrowing money to to do it so let's say you got three let's say you got a hundred thousand dollars in your account if you do it on margin you know you can you can basically leverage two hundred thousand you basically borrow the other half so, so now these some of these hedge funds can do it like 10x so Maybe they had $10 billion, but they or a billion dollars available, but they shorted $10 billion worth of, worth of stock. Well, what is so what ends up happening is like they can't fulfill the orders. Like literally, you know, they got to give the stock back and they can't give it back because they don't have enough money to buy it. So I don't know. It's this is just hilarious because it's going to drive a bunch of hedge funds, hedge funds bankrupt and it's i'm just gonna laugh all all the way because shorts are assholes their their entire goal is to ruin a company it doesn't really matter if the company is really viable or not they just they'll say shit and they'll do stuff to make them seem less viable and then they basically strip that company bare right well i mean not necessarily i mean they basically just screw the people that own it they don't really strip the company because the company the company gets the money when they when they initially offer the shares. So they'll offer X number of shares for X number, do, you know, X number mm-hmm. of dollars. That's when they get the money. But they don't get money when you when you when person A sells it to person B. They don't get any money for that. No, yeah. So the only the only thing that matters is you know they want their share price to be high because they want their stockholders to be happy. Which makes sense because if if. Uh, you know, if they ever wanted to offer more shares, you know, they, what they can do is they can offer more shares out at a later time to raise money for something. But I don't so know. Just, just, just think though, if you were, if you were, um, if you were the guy, um, just some jerk out there that originally was like five dollars for GameStop. I bet they're going to make a comeback and they bought like 5,000 shares and now that $5 share is worth $342 and you're just riding that wave. Wouldn't that be great? Well, that's, mm-hmm. that's like millions of dollars. Like if you bought 5,000 shares, at, that's like $25,000 in stock. I mean, think about that. It's like 5,000. It's, I think I looked at it today. It was like $5 in October. And it's like 5,000% or something like that. I can tell you quick, but it's something ridiculous. The, uh, that it's went up. It's, it's just insanity. Yeah. Six months. It's went up 7,181% in, in the last six months. Wow. And it's worth $5. <laughs> but basically they, they were just doing it to, to screw them. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so it was basically a bunch of people with not a lot of, I mean, I don't know how much their how much leverage they were using, but they probably just, you know, only bought a few shares a piece, you know, maybe a hundred shares or something. And then they just they just bought it to to screw those guys. Yeah. Well, I, I I think that's great. I mean, I think that's funny that that they're doing that because yeah, it's it's uh you wonder if these hedge funds are gonna go if you're gonna have a bunch of them go bankrupt and they have to go back and tell their customers that hey we lost all of your inheritance money because <laughs> well, well the funniest the funniest part about all this is is 
you know, when, the, when you have this short position, the only way to get out of it is to buy shares and return them. Mm -hmm. So there, so it's called a short squeeze. So once, once they start squeezing, it just gets worse and worse and worse because the only way to get out of it is to buy more shares and buying more shares drives the price up. So it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. So, you know, you, you can short and then sell and then that drives the price down. And a lot of hedge funds will do it. Like if they got, a, if they got enough money, they can take a $10 stock and they can drive it down to like eight bucks by shorting it. And then they, and then they buy it back and then they cover their, and then they cover it. So they can make money just because they got enough money in the bank. Cause they'll, cause they'll, cause they'll, they'll short a bunch of shares that drives the price down because they're selling at a discount and then they'll just go and they'll buy them back because, and then return them. And then they'll just make the difference in the money. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. It's just, it's so hilarious to me. That, they, that this and then you got to think of in the back of their head, they're think they're going to be thinking, well, this could happen at any time. Should I even short it anymore? I don't know. It's well, yeah, nice. I mean, I mean, all you're going to need to do is get another movement after this, and and I mean, I mean, aren't some of these Reddit people going to be making money though off of off of selling it now if if the price is high? It's yeah, they'll make money. They'll make money. It's just the last person to get out is going to be screwed. You know, the last people to get out are going to are going to lose everything. But yeah, it is what it is. Well, it, unless they sell to these hedge people at at you know three hundred, two hundred, one hundred. You know, right? Yeah. I mean, it's possible, but most of the time, the hedge funds don't usually lose money. But uh, be, I mean, I'm just kind of waiting to see. On Friday, there's going to be the options are going to expire on Friday, which means there's going to be a lot of people who sold calls, which which means so you can sell a you can sell an option, which means uh, let's say the game stops at five and you're like, well, it's never going to go up to twenty, so I'm just going to go ahead and I'm going to sell an option to for you to buy the stock at twenty dollars and I'm going to let it expire in six months. So you have to exercise it within six months. So basically you get, you get like 20 cents to do this and then, and then they get the right to before the end of the the period to buy shares at $20 a share. Well, the, the stock price is at 350. So they can literally just buy it at $20 a share and go and turn around and sell it for 350. So they make $330 on the, on the share, but the people who sold the option, they have to provide that share. That's so, funny. but that, but, but options expire on Fridays. So they all expire at once and <laughs> there may not be enough shares to cover it. So what happens? Hmm. Like what if nobody sells? Uh, if it makes it to Friday, I hope it makes it to Friday because I really want to see how this shakes out because it's going to be hilarious. Isn't that basically what they did in trading spaces? Trading I don't places. remember. Trading yeah. places, yeah. Yeah. Did you see they're coming out with another um, Coming to America? Yeah. But it's like going to be PG-13. I don't know about that. It doesn't have to be rated R. Well, especially with Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Well, I don't think well, he's going to be in it. 
So I think yeah. it's going to be like Chris Rock, or not Chris Rock, uh, Kevin Hart and some other dude. No, it's no, it's no. it's him. It's him, and it's him, and it's him, and it's him. They're they're doing yeah, the whole. Stan yeah, Aykroyd. No, it's um, it's uh, Arsenio Hall and and Eddie Murphy, and then like they even come back to the barber shop where it's Eddie Murphy and Arsenio. Oh, Hall. I thought you said Trading Places. I'm like, what are you talking about? Oh well, uh, no, I mean he was talking about Trading Places, but that made me of coming to America. So yeah, they're doing Coming to America too. And and they're uh, and it's going to be on Prime Video because that's that's where everything is is out now. And it's basically going to be uh, Eddie Murphy's character has a has an illegitimate son back in America, which I would love to find out how that happened. Yeah, that's going to be the interesting part because I mean he was obsessed with the the girl he ends up marrying. So yeah. Because she was your queen, Toby. <laughs> wow. That's a great movie. It is it, great. I think Trading Places is better, but it's not a bad movie. Yeah, Trading Places is really good, too. Yeah, but the but it is great in Coming to America where he uh, drops off that bag of hundreds. Mortimer! Yeah. Mortimer! Shut up, Ryan Dolph! <laughs> and then... We're back. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, so um, I think we decided that we're going to have a new segment called The Worst Person of the Week. And uh, we're just going to, each one of us has our own. So uh, whoever wants to start it off, go ahead. Go ahead, Mark. Uh, well, mine is George Stephanopoulos. Is the worst person of the week because of his segment that he had with Rand Paul. Um, I hate these commentators going out there and trying to say that they're objective journalists. Uh, and then you get a, you get a U.S. Senator on there and you start dogging him about, uh, you need to say that the election wasn't, uh, wasn't fixed or there, there wasn't fraud and Rand Paul starts going, but there was fraud. Oh, there was a little bit of fraud, but you need to, why can't you say that? Say it now. You're a journalist, all right? If, if, if you're not, but if you say that you are, then it's your job to, be, to get the story out. Why do you say it? Why do you say it? What, what's going on? What, what is your story? And then get somebody else on there. All right, now you tell your part of the story. Why isn't it? Why wasn't there fraud in the election? Um, and, and you moderate between these two people fairly. And that's what a journalist should be doing. Not going out there and saying, shut up, you're racist, stop lying, uh, you know, and, 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 and calling a U.S. senator a liar. When everybody knows you were the, the press secretary for, for the Clintons um, and, and you have deep ties with the Democratic Party. Uh, the Democrat Party, I hate uh, people saying that they're, yeah, but the Democrat Party, and just don't, don't try to, don't try to sit here and say that you are, that you're being objective, you're not, you're trying to push an agenda, um, and you're the, and you're the jerk of the week, or the worst person of the week, because you, you're part of this uh, media 
frenzy to push an agenda and, and do whatever um do whatever is asked of you by this by this political party yeah Basically. i saw yeah i saw that interview too and i was you know it was pretty hilarious at the beginning because george stephanopoulos is going there there was no voter i mean there there was no voter irregularities are you willing to say that say this now that that the election was fair and honest I, I can't I can't say that because of this. And then Rand Paul starts, you know, actually saying stuff that's true, really true. And mm-hmm. then Stephanopoulos kind of, I mean, even though he he still came at him, but he kind of like walks it back. He's like, "Are you willing to now say that the election that there weren't enough irregularities to invalidate the election?" Like he just he kind of walked it back a little bit towards the end. But you know, his point was really was really he had a really good point you know saying that you can't just come at me and say that this doesn't exist you have to bring proof and i'm i'm bringing you know facts and you're just saying that my facts don't matter you're not really even you're not even trying to represent the other side you're not even trying to even look at what i'm saying mm-hmm. I don't exactly know. well he's not being a journalist he's being a propagandist and 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 that shouldn't be a you know, propaganda isn't a, isn't protected by the First Amendment um, because you are trying to sell a narrative. Uh, you're not trying to just have a discussion. You're trying to push an agenda. Um, and I just, I'm so sick and tired of that. You know, and, and like uh, that George Stephanopoulos brings up, uh, 86 cases were, were brought up before the court and they were all proven uh, to to not be valid, and Rand Paul goes, no, that's not true. All the cases were dismissed for procedural reasons, not because there wasn't truth behind it, and that's concerning to me, you know. And well, don't confuse me with facts. And then, and then he goes on, and then he says that that uh, not only were they, some of the judges even said that if they didn't dismiss them for that, they had a case. Yeah, yeah. So. I don't know. What do you think? What do you think, Rich? What's yours? Uh, what's your worst person of the week? Well, mine was Mick Foley for his uh, making fun of the actor for putting on some weight, considering he's a hundred pounds overweight himself. And then uh, he came back and apologized for it. But um, who did he make fun of? I don't know. Uh, the guy from Santa Claus, the guy that played Bernard, the head elf. I guess you could say. Uh-huh. Um, I was going to look up. Forgot. Yeah, that's fine. Um, but yeah, I thought that was pretty inappropriate. And then I, just as an experiment, I um, reported it to Facebook to see what they would say, and basically <laughs> put it up as hate. You know, it's a hate um, post, and they Bad said shaming. it did not. Yeah, it did not. Um. um Violate the terms. Yeah, violate their uh, their code. I'm like, okay. I mean, he he ended up taking it down anyways. But uh, David Crumholtz is the guy's name. So, yeah, he yeah. did the numbers show, and and he's on the Deuce. I think that's what he gained all that weight for was because he played like a sleazy porn producer in that HBO show, The Deuce. Yep. And he's probably made enough money where he can sit around and eat all the food he wants and no one really care. And who yeah. cares? Wants to gain a little little weight, whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> Fat yeah. is beautiful. 
Yeah. <laughs> that that was a big thing this week about how I see saw that everywhere that you can be, you know, overweight and in good shape. Oh and, yeah, that article. They were, they were gonna have Zoom classes with like um like four hundred pound women working out and she was gonna lead the class. Did you watch Mark, did you watch Big Brother last year with Jessica? Uh, probably. Which one the, was just the strong Latina, who was all up in everybody's business, and she was probably about a hundred pounds overweight. Well, I, I don't remember. It was, but... it was pretty hilarious because she was just like, "I am the best. I am awesome. I am just. I'm such a strong woman, strong Latina." And then she just like came in last and everything because she was <laughs> just super out of shape and dumb. <laughs> super... <laughs> yeah, so like. Probably... Like in the like, you know, they always have that wall thing where the wall kind of moves forward, and then you know they got to hold on to the thing. Yeah, and the, you know they always, and it's always, we'll see what happens next week. You know, or or they. <laughs> well, <laughs> not only that, but like, but like the, uh, they they usually what they'll do is they'll like everybody's up on the wall. All right, let's go, and then the, and then they'll go to commercial, and then they'll come back, and then they'll say. As we eavesdrop on the house, we're gonna say we're gonna say goodbye for next week. And as we eavesdrop on the house guests, and then they show her, you know, they show the wall moving. Yeah. She fell before the commercial break. Yeah, yeah, that's what so, I was gonna say. Is that, so it's not, not only did she not make it to the end of the show, she fell before the commercial break in between when they, you know, when they get on the wall and then they have a commercial and then they, and then they do the, and then they do the send off. And, so and it, ba- she was on for literally like 30 seconds. Yeah, and that and at that point, that wall isn't even moving at that point, right? <laughs> like it's well, just, no, it, it moves there. a little bit. They they like they like do the thing, but it was hilarious because people will be on that wall for like an hour. Mm-hmm. You know, and <laughs> they gotta like do mean stuff to them to get them to fall. And then they like can't walk, but she just fell right away. It was so hilarious. She's like, I'm gonna win this. I don't know. I don't know why they 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 do that to those people, but I don't know. That's that was just like one of the most comical things I've ever seen. Because I always she was just like so she just seemed so dumb to me because she was just I, women are awesome. We're we're feminists. Yada yada yada. And then she just she just sucked at everything. Yeah. Well, and I mean, there is something to be said about you know those. I mean, you got like those NFL linemen who are, you know. 310, 320, you know, and, and I mean, they're not all flab there. There's muscle in there and they weigh that much. Right. Or you got like the mountain, right. I mean, I mean, he's, he's big, but I mean, it's all muscle. Right. Um, and I think he's like 400 pounds. And if he wanted to show me how to, how to lift weights like him, I, I would break, but, but I mean, like, yeah, the the weight there isn't everything, but there's a big difference between the 400 pound mountain and a 400 pound guy that that like as soon as he gets up he's exhausted, <laughs> you know yeah. like. Well, and a lot of those guys are like tall too. They're not they're not short. You know they have a lot of size to them. Like they're broad and stuff like that. Yeah, but, yeah. Anyway, my my worst person of the week is uh, Joseph R. Biden. Basically. 
all of his promises and all, you know, all of the stuff that he wasn't going to do, he did it on the first week. Like he lied about, he lied about the, the Keystone XL pipeline. He lied about fracking. He lied about, you know, a lot of stuff. Uh, so Biden. Well, Biden. and don't forget the, uh, he was talking about, um, the $1,400 stimulus, as long as the people in Georgia voted Democrat. $2,000. They were going to give an additional $2,000, yep. Yeah, and that's backing down now, too. Yeah. So he he legitimately said that if people voted for the Democratic senators, that he would give a $2,000 stimulus check? Yep. Yes. Isn't that buying votes? I guess not. Mark, this is Democratic America. <laughs> I mean, I mean that sounds like a quid pro quo to me. <laughs> hey, and now let's not forget the biggest promise that he made. It's on YouTube. You can YouTube it anytime you want. He said he is going to find a cure for cancer if he is elected president. <sighs> that would be great. If yeah. only they weren't misusing those funds for for the last no 10 Mark years. that wasn't Mark Mark I had a I had a professor from the college who has to post stuff on Facebook all the time on other you know comment on other people's posts mm-hmm. that wasn't a research facility it's a think tank oh okay you know how much how many millions was it this year like three million dollars or something like that. No, probably, um, yeah. I don't remember what it was, but it was in the million. That wasn't for, towards research, it was towards a think Oh, well that makes it so much better. Yeah, he also, that same professor also um, defended the Pakistan gender studies because there's a lot more to it than, gen, than just gender studies, is what he said. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you just, you just can't there's no convincing those people. You know, yeah. it doesn't matter what what you say. You know? Yeah. It, here's here's another waste of money I just saw this week. The University of Minnesota did a study on non-lethal um firearms from, you know, police, non-lethal defense mechanisms. Yeah. Uh-huh. But did you know that those things can actually still hurt the person that they're aimed at because <laughs> the university of minnesota had to do a study and found out that it still hurts the people i would have thought that those rubber bullets they just you know they just kind of bounce off like superman oh yeah yeah or i mean i thought maybe like when it hits them it, it makes them think oh that didn't hurt but maybe i shouldn't be doing what i'm doing <laughs> that's, that's probably what they thought was supposed to be you know Stun- uh, just tickle a little yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I actually I actually found out that, you know, when they said that they were gonna release the Kraken, you know? Remember that? Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yeah. It wasn't really they, they they said it wrong. It wasn't release the Kraken. They were gonna release the Kraxen. <laughs> the Kraxen. <laughs> uh I just want, you know, to go back to your worst person of the week, Darren. I'm just waiting for when Biden finally delivers on his promise. To definitely uh, for fear Saturn, you know, and whenever fear Saturn uh, happens, then he will uh, 
have kept his promise. Do you remember that? Yeah, I, I I think they figured out what he was trying to say, but I can't remember it off the top of my head. Oh, it wasn't for Hirohashin. <laughs> because as soon as Hirohashin happens, we'll all be better. Yeah. Okay, this is um, kind of strange, but I, I watched the video of him saying salute the Marines Yeah. today. Okay, I don't know if this thing is cut together or what, but when, you know, they're, the camera is him walking up the steps, you know, you see him from behind. Mm-hmm. And then they show the camera of the, of in front of him. And I don't know if it's a pillar that's in the way, but all of a sudden the soldiers that are lining up the steps are gone. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I think it was an official White House video, though. So I don't... I can't imagine that it would be... I don't know. I don't know. If you guys get a chance to look at it, maybe you could, but maybe I'm just looking at it wrong or something. But I watched it like three times, and they're gone. Hmm. So it's like it's like a it's like a movie it's like a movie um, uh, continuity error, like like Superman two, where the telephone pole is far and near and far and near because they did multiple takes and nobody, you know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean. You, they show him walking up steps, you know, there's 10 Marines on each side or whatever it is. And then he gets to the top of the steps and they, and they switch cameras and it's, you know, now looking at him instead of watching him go up the steps and the old the Marines are gone. Yeah. It, it's pro- I think that they were standing outside of a doorway. So that's probably why. Oh, anyway. either way. It, it, it's still machines. Oh, <laughs> That was so dumb. It was so awkward, like watching him. Like, what is he doing? Just go into the freaking building. And then he couldn't. Earlier this week, he couldn't figure out where to put the pen. You guys oh. saw that video? No, I didn't see no, that. I guess I didn't see that one. There's he's he pulls out. He takes a pen when he's trying to sign his executive orders, which are you know pretty much unconstitutional. But anyway, he's going to. He's he he like takes a pen. I think he takes it for himself. You know how they, they sign, like, they take one pen out, and then they sign it, and then they take another pen out, and they sign it so that they can give them away to people? Mm. Well, he takes the first pen out for himself, and he can't figure out how to put it in his jacket. <laughs> like, it takes him, like, 30 seconds to get it, and he put, I don't remember, I don't even think he puts it in his jacket. I think he, he must not have had pockets or something, but it was pretty hilarious. And he just looks like a... Is there a video out there of him, like, Walking alongside somebody and then just all of a sudden turning to him and go, "You dog face pony soldier." <laughs> all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys later. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, until next week. Uh, this has been the Fewcast. I'll catch you guys later.